Beers and Sears podcast. Week nine. We skipped week eight. We took the bye week as well. Figured Very much we needed. Very much some needed. rest after some mental rest more than anything. But it was uh it was well spent. John, I know you let's just go ahead and let's get it out of the way. Just <laughs> do it. Actually, wait a second. Don't hold on. Okay, now do it. So uh I'm not gonna lie, I thought I was gonna kinda catch up on rest after the OU and Oklahoma State game games, excuse me. But uh as most of you know, I'm very much uh preoccupied by a certain team who's in the World Series right now. And uh haven't been very many nights where I've gone to bed on the normal times. So it's uh it's been a Did you watch all of game two every out? Game two as in the World Series? Yes. Game two? Yeah, of course. Okay. Just wondering. Are you talking about game two or game one? Game two. Yeah, game one I turned off in the eighth inning. Uh, I don't blame you there. But, you know, it's been a hell of a run. We went to the game Friday night against Boston, and that was uh, – I think I told Webb this. Shout out Webb, minute two. That's but uh, uh, it was like one of the most ding, ding, ding. satisfying sports moments I've had in a long time, like in truly a long time, because Texas has deprived us of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like – even though like Texas or the Astros won in 2017 and they've made awesome runs throughout all of it, this one was just like felt totally different. So Why no, I haven't gotten different. What? Why does it feel that much different? Oh my god! I mean, I'm serious. Don't go there, Joe Buck. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. I'm truly wondering why. It just does, man. It's just like this team. Like no one had the hope. Honestly, no one really thought they had it, including myself. I didn't think without Verlander, without McCullers, without. George Springer without just a lot of the household names that we got used to. Not to discount, but this is discounting the playoffs as a whole. It's like every team's really banged up. Agreed. It is a very It it kind of sucks. I would have suspect this is going to be another bad year for viewership in baseball. Right. And like no Kershaw with LA, you know, no Cunha with Atlanta. Um, Boston, New York, and LA not having success. Right. Like none of the big markets. Yeah. It's, it's a little rougher, I guess. But wrapping it up so we don't take too long, uh, it's been a good reprieve from the frustrations that is Texas football. Um, so thank you to the Houston Astros. And I hope next time we can, uh, or next time we are doing this podcast, I can say something that I won't talk about right now. But uh, let's We're talk about Um Before we get to that, John, Beer of the Week. Uh, beer of the Week is actually going to be pretty lame this week, but it's actually going to be kicked back over to my colleague here, but uh, Stuart McLaughlin is actually drinking a beer during this podcast. Since we I think, okay. Time. So I thought about it on the off week, my off week. Thanks for asking John what I did on my off week. Um, you didn't watch the Rangers. I can tell you that. We went to Colorado shout out to Mr. And Mrs. Ryan and Louisa Hinkle. Yeah. That was, Congratulations. Um, that was awesome. It was so much fun. Shout out James Ullo, as always, sending in a picture of the Beers and Sears koozie without fail. That was – that was it was just a great weekend, um, beautiful wedding, whole nine. But uh, I was thinking about it there, and I obviously was talking with a bunch of people, like, what the fuck's up with the horns? Why are we playing like this, all this stuff? And then it kind of dawned on me that Beers and Sears has literally just been and Steers, and we haven't been drinking beer, even though we've been talking about them. So I figured I'd change it up this week. So beer of the week this week is a Lone Star original tall boy. Um, we're just, you know, we're 
like Texas needs to be, we're getting back to the basics. We're, we're blocking and tackling. We're drinking Lone Star. So that is yeah, the beer of the week. You're going very elementary with the beer choice. Yes. No, we're we're going back. You know, this it reminds me of when we fired Manny Diaz and we got Greg Davis back. That that's what we're doing with this. Um, and we're just gonna hopefully play when some you said safe that defense. People were talking about beer. What? When everyone was talking to you about beers and steers, I thought you were about to say there was a correlation between beers and steers history and Texas football sucking. So I was about to be very depressed if you said that. Well, there is that too. I mean, they're really the only <laughs> highlight is the Sugar Bowl. And One that year. Did, that <laughs> that kind of. I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong, but like, it it lasted about thirty seconds. It felt like. Um, Just wait until the year when we're rolling. This podcast is going to take oh, off. Just wait. I know that. Yeah, that I'm. I dream about that a lot. Like, there's you know, there's just these weird daydreams you get into, and it's like. Texas actually makes a run and we're doing this like, Oh my God, like this will be the best part of my week. I mean, I, that's going to piss a lot of people off hearing that, but like, yeah, I, I can't even think about it. Like I'm smiling now, just even if there's a conversation that we could possibly even making it to the playoff, like, Oh my God, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to say? Like, do we actually have listeners now? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But one well, one can dream. More of like a that's more of like a win that's gonna happen, not an if. It's gonna happen one day. So yeah, one uh, day. All right. Well, let's. You want to go back down to earth? So uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, <laughs> we're back. We're back to where we were. So I'll, I'll let, me, let me tee off on this one. Actually, so went to the game. Um, this I guess two weekends ago. Beautiful day up in Austin. Got extremely sunburnt. Nice. Definitely don't forget your uh, sunscreen. Uh, for Did you forget sunglasses? No, but I had a terrible. Sunglass, sunglass tan. tan. Nice. So, um, really good crowd. I thought it was a fun, fun environment. My first time seeing the South End Zone. Huge improvement. It looked um, good on TV. Sorry, yeah, sorry for being way behind the curve here on on stadium talk, but I was impressed by the crowd. Good, good environment. Uh, got loud multiple times, especially when we kind of took that early lead. Um, but no, I, I, all in all, I was very pleased with the. Um, game day environment that we had on for an 11 a.m. game after a, a pretty disappointing loss, I'd, I'd call that a win. So, yeah, I mean, sure, it's just the game itself. Like, I wasn't talking about the game itself. What are you talking about? Just the environment? I'm talking about the environment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously wasn't there, so I can't say, but it looked good on TV. But I mean, flash forward to the pick six and everything after that just looked like shit. Um, I, well, you dove right into that one. I mean, that would, it's just frustrating. Okay. This is, this is skipping like t- literally 20 bullet points, but this is getting back to like talking to people this past weekend at the wedding. If you lose to Oklahoma, like you lost to Arkansas, never even Wait, in the game. I'm, what? I'm totally fine with like skipping half the bullet points and like all the nitty gritty stuff to just talk about like general, what the fuck is up? Okay, well, let's do that. So go ahead. If you if we lose to Oklahoma, like we lost to Arkansas, never even in the game, you know, there's a glimmer of hope maybe coming out of the second half when you switch quarterbacks or something like that, something that give yeah. you a little fake momentum, but that's it. And you lose and they cover whatnot. And then you lose to Oklahoma State in a heartbreak like that. How are you feeling right now? 
I, I don't think we're feeling as like dreadful and as like, oh my God, this team sucks. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, it's frustrating the deja vu that occurred. Um, but I would rather put up a fight versus OU than get blown out by OU. So Okay, um, flip that then. You you lose to OU how you lose to the OU. And then you lose to Oklahoma State. It's a little different because it's at home. But you lose yeah. to Oklahoma State like how you lose to Arkansas. Huh. That would be really now, Oklahoma State's not that good. Yes. Now, that is, that's even discounted more when you watch them lose to Iowa State. Yeah. But still, I don't think you're sitting in the situation like how you – the dread that is surrounding Texas fans right now, you aren't feeling like that. And going back to Toot Stewart's own horn – Beginning of the season, I said, we're losing to Arkansas, we're going to lose to OU, we're going to lose to Oklahoma State, we're going to lose to Iowa State. And I'm 100% correct so far, but I didn't realize in the time, A, you're losing this game, the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State back-to-back, and obviously I had no idea we'd lose like that. But I, I would remember saying that and being like, you know, you go 8-4 and four and you lose to these those four teams, like, and a first-year head coach, you're feeling okay, and no one is feeling like that. Not not anyone I've talked to, at least. It, right, it's it's unexplainable. No, I'm not saying that there's a reason behind this. I, it's more no, just like pure therapy, therapeutic. So you know what's most frustrating about you know, obviously the the theme throughout those two games was the blown leads and then just kind of absolutely no adjustments or no counters to any adjustments made by the opposing teams. But the biggest frustration of both those games, OU's a better team than us. They honestly have been for 20 years. It is what it is. And we just didn't step on their throats when they were down. Oklahoma State was bad. They were not good. Like, they by no means are a, were a top 10 team when they went to Ames. They were not a top 12 team when they came to Austin. But we still found a way to keep them in the game and to, like, absolutely no-show in the second half. Like, it, the game was right there. So what? What is it? It's not. I don't. I don't know if it's a player mentality thing or. I don't think it's a coaching issue. I just, uh, just so frustrating that it happened exactly the same way it did up in Dallas. So. Yeah, I agree with you that Oklahoma State's not good. Sanders is not good. He didn't have his best stuff. That running back, um, what's his name? Uh, he actually had a good second half, but he yeah, he had a good second half. Uh, Jalen Warren. Yeah, Jalen Warren. I mean, he almost hit 200 yards. He had a great second half. But, uh, yeah, Sanders is not that good. I mean, you hold him to under 180 yards, and he's, like, barely over 500 completion – or 50% completion. And, but all of a sudden, this defense comes out of nowhere and absolutely stifles, like, your run game, your everything. You give up 16 points in the fourth quarter. I mean – Granted, one of those was you're letting them score to have time back, but regardless, yeah. like the only good defensive play that was made in that second half was the two point conversion stop, which was a good play in a silo, but it, you know it didn't it didn't matter. We just continue to like not make the plays that need to be made when they're made. Like we we do exactly what we're scripted to do in the first half, and then when they, the plays that need to be made in the second half, we just don't have like that capacity to to do that and it's it's so frustrating because you can tell this team is athletically finally there again I mean truly they are I mean there's there's some awesome players on this team and there's been great games where we've shown our talent but we just 
can't take it's that. It's one out. or two plays. Oh. It's one or two plays. And, and it's – if you had to pick one play from each game, it's the fourth and one Caleb Williams yeah. run, yes. and then it's the Casey Thompson pick six. You know, it's so frustrating about the – in the fourth and one, we ended up, you know, bouncing back and scoring again, and we actually made that competitive. But it was almost like the pick six, like, popped a balloon. It, it literally was oh, like yeah. game and it, it was so frustrating because, like, we were, what, God, what was the score at that point? 17-3. Uh, yeah, so it would have been 24-3 or 20. Worst-case scenario, 20-3. Worst-case scenario, 20-3. Yeah, you're very much in control of that game at home. Yes. Like, and it almost felt – it's just it, – it's like, golly, guys, you're, you're, you're the better team. Just play like it. And uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. And I guess to answer your question that you originally asked, I don't know if I would have rather lose in a different way than we did, but if it was a team I'd prefer to get blown out by, it would have been Oklahoma State because I don't want to ever – I hate getting blown out by OU. It's just an embarrassment. Yeah, shitting the bed in the Cotton Bowl is a Mac Brown special. We've suffered through that as children enough. Um, I might yeah. report, like, CPS and my my dad, like, you know, like 10 years later for dragging me to those games. But uh, – Getting into more kind of individual the Oklahoma State game, I was talking to another question I was talking about guys about: Do we win that game if Demarvion's not hurt? I, I think the the defense was really just worn down in general, so I don't think one individual would have made a difference. I agree. I think we still live too, but I, it was just a kind of interesting point I hadn't really thought about. Um, is he back this week? He's back this week. He is back this week. And getting to the offensive side. I think let's say Casey doesn't throw that pick and you kick a field goal there and you're up 20 to three and then they go down and kick a field goal and you go to halftime at 20 to six, but then they come out and they still get him on that big blitz play where they absolutely rock him. I'm still not feeling great about that game. Like he looks really, really bad after that hit. Yeah. He did, he did he look really bad. Really bad. Like, all it took was that little boost of energy for that offense to wait. Like, if we don't give them that boost, I don't think that offense ever wakes up in that game. Like Sanders, Saunders, whatever the hell it is, was not good. He was missing throws. Yep. Like throw that Shark uh, picked off was just – Yeah, no, it was terrible. I don't know if that was – that might have been a little receiver issue, but, yeah, I agree. Still not a great throw. But, yeah, I, I don't I, – I think – Sadly, if the pick six doesn't happen, I think we win that game. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. I mean, yes. Worst case scenario, it's 20 to three. Okay, you even still give them the field goal, 20 to six. Worst case scenario, you miss the field goal and you're still up by 14. Yeah, I guess that's well, that is probably the worst, worst kid beyond a fucking pick six. Um, but so, yeah, the rest of the defense, like no big plays from the safeties. Shark had that great pick, but other than that, like, Jalen Ford kind of stepped up for Demo. Brockmar looks okay, but worn out by the middle of the third, early of the fourth. Um, I, I haven't seen a play from Jaron or Schooler or BJ or Adamora or one safety where I'm like, oh my God, wow, that was a great play. Anthony Cooks played well, but lumping in him in with the safeties is very generous. I wouldn't. So Alpha Collins played well. We we came out more of a three-four, which is fine it, it seemed to work okay in the first half but in the second half they were just gassed and i don't know what what the hell yeah. that was from yeah no they were just gassed and then i mean what was it four straight three nouns again 
Uh, yes. If you really want to get depressed, the second half on offense came out and touchdown was the first drive with Bijan's just absolutely beautiful um, scamper all over the field. And then we went punt, 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 downs, interception. Word. What? what scamper is such a fun word. Scamper. <laughs> I mean, how else would you describe that, Ron? I described it as a scamper. Scamper. Like I mean, when you said that, I just had to laugh. I kind of love Bijan uh, and yeah, uh, it's, Reggie it's, Bush's like little bromance going on too. Yeah, I mean it. it oh, it's punt, 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 downs. There's like, oh my gosh, just get one first down there. Um, and we, we kind of over, we kind of flashed over this, but going back to like just not making the bonehead plays to keep the team in. It was like third and 12, and Sanders went running out to his sideline, and then we had that horse call. Yeah, that was bad. Then we had another third and whatever, where the pass had no chance of getting to the first down, regardless of whether the flag was good or not, when they said roughing the passer. You know, just don't make those plays where you make it, uh, you know, up to the official. Like, we just don't – those are two other plays that I guess we didn't mention earlier, just like – punches to the gut on the defense i think we actually ended up making stops on one of them but and coburn was actually playing well up until that horse collar too yeah it's just we had 14 total yards 14 total yards in the second half if you don't count the touchdown why is it that oklahoma state like they've had our numbers since 2012 because not Van Gundy, but Gundy is just kind of like Van Gundy. Pretty well. Stan Van Gundy has been doing the four the, the four corners offense. Yeah, <laughs> with Dwight Howard in the middle, actually. But uh, I, I he's a good coach. I mean, what else do you want to say about it? So no, but like you know what's so frustrating? Yes, yeah, they they've had some good teams. They have, and they've had a you know, opportunity to go to a national championship, and they blew it in Ames. But yeah, I can oh, name three games. games in the last ten years. So I think they've won. Okay, like, well, the one that doesn't count that was pure ref bullshit okay so let me let me finish the i'm on to you three games, dettering i added you on linkedin that fucker the three the I three did. games that come to my mind i think it's like seven to three since 2012 three no, of those that's, text, that's tcu no no no. oklahoma state has definitely dominated us since 2012 like without a doubt it's seven to three i'm like 95 percent sure but um Say what I'm trying to say. I'm looking it up. I'll Just you up. keep talking. Uh, that game very much given away. Sam throwing the pick in overtime, yes. whatever that was, that's, given that's away. True. Dixon not fucking catching the ball and hitting him in the freaking helmet, gave it away. Like everyone's saying, like, oh, Oklahoma State's such a good program, they've taken over Texas. That's not true. Like, that's the one team of you know, during our down period if you want to call it this for the last 10 years that i don't think has been that much better than us we've just choked against them okay it's not as lop since 2013 2013 to 21 loss win loss 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 in overtime that was the same pick loss that was the get 2018 when we still had a chance at the playoffs and then yeah. loss and then win win last year's overtime and then last year's lot this year's loss well like I mean the Dixon and the uh, the Sam like those were two games that just gave away like so and then like I don't know if Dixon's punt was the same one as the flags. From Guess what our record against Oklahoma State was from two thousand to two thousand nine. Ten and zero. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I guess what I'm getting at is that 
Yeah, during the down period of Texas, Oklahoma State technically on paper has had a lot of success, but I just feel like it's a team we always find a way to just give up a game against. And I don't know why. And at halftime, when I met with Webb, shout out Webb in minute number 24 or whatever it is right now, <laughs> I we both knew it was going to happen. Like it, it was like you could just feel that Oklahoma State had that slight momentum and Gundy was going to come out. And we ended up scoring, like you said, on that Bijan scamper. But like, it was just like, okay, no, how are we gonna how are we gonna mess this one up? And it was almost like a slow bleed, you know? It wasn't like a yeah. complete choke. It was just a slow bleed the whole second half. And I don't know if having the week off is gonna like help that much, but we've gotta Ooh, find I'll get into that. We've gotta have a receiver or two like step up because okay, I think here, that's name one. I know. That's <laughs> the problem, is that I think once we get out of that first drive, second drive where we like absolutely blow everyone's socks off where it's like, wow, that was pretty cool. Like little changes to the offense. It's like, we don't, we can't go to the next level because literally no receiver can get over, I guess, get open ever. And this gives Casey any time to do anything because our offensive line, it just freaking sucks. So there's my like two minutes feel on why we suck. Boom. I, 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 yeah. I think the last thing that on an individual level is Whittington being out for the rest of years very very detrimental to this offense and is that it, what is that official that he's out the whole year mm, all but i mean yeah okay. it's it's looking like it so okay you basically have to rely on worthy or hope yeah marcus washington or josh moore or kai give me the money <laughs> steps up I, I i don't know like yeah, I think you need to and a simple fix is probably incorporating Brewer and Wiley more into the passing game. But after that, where do you go? Yeah, Keelan probably needs more touches, but do you want him to catch the ball or do you want him to run the ball more? Okay, you want to run the ball more? Okay, well that takes away from Bijan. Okay, you want Bijan catching the ball more of the backfield? Okay, well then you're relying on Marcus Washington and Josh Moore to block better. It, it it's it's tough. I don't know. Any more individual guys that you want to pick on? No, no. I just I can't even like it. It's been so long. One thing that I think you and I can both definitely agree on is that Casey. It it is his offense and it is his team. I I'm tired. He's of, not right. He's what? not right. He's not. He's not 100. percent Okay. No he, way. His hand was hurt, and then he probably had a fucking cracked rib. But until that, I still think he was the guy. I, Inside Texas was freaking out because they pay Hudson Card NIL, so they were just stroking him off. But they were like, you know, the quarterback mismanagement was so bad. Casey obviously wasn't right in that game. Like, okay, yeah, he may not have been 100%, but I still don't hate the call of rolling with him for the whole game. Would you rather have seen Card? No, I, I completely right. agree. I think, um, I think you uh, – I just don't know what – Casey's confidence level is. Um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good question. I've never thought after about two, that. Two rough kind of yeah. jokes. You know what I mean? Like he has shown his potential to run this offense for, what is it, like 20 straight possessions of scoring or whatever the yeah. crazy stat was between Colorado yeah. and Ulala and Rice and Arkansas mm-hmm. and Rice. So, like, there's so much potential there, and it's just, okay, what – what schematically needs to take place in order to get back to that. And I, I think 
kind of like you already alluded to, the injuries are, are kind of starting to compound at this point. So, yeah, nah. I don't think Card is the guy. No, I think you got to stick with Casey. He's a dude, and uh, you just got to. Hopefully, we spent these two weeks kind of figuring out how to use <laughs> the receivers that we have to four fourteen on third downs, just so bad, and then yeah, you know. What right. was the yardage in the second half? 14. If you do not count the first first drive where we the, – the scamper drive, if you do not count that, that went 80 yards, we had 14 yards of total offense. Okay, even if you do count that drive, 94 yards over yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That was the Mike Francesa segment of today. Seven drives. I mean, credit Oklahoma State for making an adjustment, but what the hell? Like, at some point after two possessions, if it doesn't work, you got to change it up. Well, like, I think that was part of the issue is that you score on the first drive. You're like, oh, okay, this is fine. And then by the time you realize after two, three and outs, okay, we need to change them up. It's beginning of the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. All right. This week, Texas driving up I-35. Take on the Baylor Bears. Six and one with their one loss coming from Oklahoma State. Um, was that two weeks ago? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Um, that was at Oklahoma State as well. Tw- lost 24 to 14. Beat West Virginia at home and then beat BYU on home uh, at home. Also beat Iowa State the week before um, they lost to Oklahoma State in a close one that Iowa State probably wishes they'd like to have back with a bad couple turnovers at the end. I think they had a kickoff. Baylor had a kickoff return. For touchdown as well. Um, Dave Randa, you got to give him a little credit. He's done a great job of turning them around. What they were two and seven last year, I believe. Yeah. Fired their offense coordinator, fired uh, O line coach, brought in offense coordinator and O line coach from uh, BYU, turned into more of a wide zone type of offense. Uh, Jerry Bohannon, Gary, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, quarterback now with Brewer transferring out. Solid runner, good. R- Good arm, nothing unbelievable. I'll just just listen to what I'm saying and let's see what this offense sounds like. Abram Smith is a running back who actually played linebacker last year, but is now they're definitely their best offensive player. Um, came average, I had 188 yards against BYU with um, I think like 13 rushes for Eight. seven and a half yards per carry. Really good game. Tristan Ebner is their quick guy. He's the guy who returns the the kicks and then the kickoff return. Uh, Tyquan Thornton is their best wide receiver, number nine. Very tall, senior, you know, experienced guy. This offense is built on wide zone, play action boots with single reads over the top looking at their best receiver. Does that sound like anything? (laughs) D-line, not great. Decent against the run but uh, not great at getting pressure on the offense or on the offensive line. But, again, haven't seen our offensive line. Terrell Bernard, number two, he's a linebacker. He's been there forever. Really good. First team Big 12 for sure. Maybe even second, third team All-American. Experienced running or experienced linebacker, sound, can wrap up the whole nine. Um, uh, DB-wise, I feel like we haven't – the Big 12 has been kind of lacking in DBs. I don't. I can't think of one guy in the league that's like, oh, my God, that guy's a freak. Uh, Andre Diggs. 
well, okay, that was six years ago, but uh, he's still playing in the, in the league. Uh, Tejada, the TCU transfer corner, is experienced, played a lot of games, but nothing ridiculous. I, I don't know. You know, this is kind of one of those games where it's looking like obviously Baylor's defense is a lot better, but they have played pretty much nobody great outside of Oklahoma state. If you count them as decent and then Iowa state, if you know, are listening to what they are, I'd be kind of do what BYU. Uh, I'm not giving too much credo to BYU. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I, I kind of dove into the advanced stats today at work. I was really busy and basically it has, Jeff Sagarin, who does the – he does great stuff advanced stats-wise, and he bases it all, like, down to a betting thing. And it basically has us as, like, a half-point favorite, which is right because the line's, like, right at three because it's at home and Baylor and whatnot. And then going over to FEI ratings, um, it has us as a better team than Baylor. It actually has us as a top-ten team somehow because of our strength of schedule and it has Baylor as a mid twenties team because of their strength of schedule. Cause they really haven't played anybody. I, I don't know what the strength of schedule, like when does that come into play and like show how much better of a team you are? Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't, you know, you always say you want to play against the best, but like, you know, I, I don't know at some point, if you just get beat up and lose over and over again, emotionally too, what does that do to your team? So I don't know. Do you have anything on Baylor? Uh, I haven't been able to watch a game this year. Um, you know, I, I just <laughs> Baylor is this is a very I feel like classic Baylor move. Stay under the radar, start you know piling up wins. Be a top twenty team. They'll randomly get like a chance at the Big Twelve championship in the, the year and probably lose to Oklahoma at a like prime time game at home type deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I will not be going up to Waco. I don't know if are you going? No. So shout out uh, William McGee. Three times I've been to that so. game. That stadium is not loud. It is not intimidating. It's not. It's just not that big. Um, you know, I think our players are definitely kind of like I don't know. You're coming off of like a bye week, you never know. But I just I feel like you kind of lose a lot of steam at the way we lost two straight games the way yep. we did. So that's my concern. But I, I think I'm not necessarily scared of this Baylor team. Um, because you just you don't have those like big names, so um, I think it's going to come down to what team is going to make less mistakes. Um, and if, if Casey can take care of the ball on the road, then I like our chances. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, I think it's gonna be pretty ugly. I have it right around 31 28, 21, 31 28, 34 31, 34 30, somewhere around there. It's gonna be ugly, I think getting back to what I was hinting at earlier, I like Sark with the extra week and he's seen two weeks of his offense absolutely sputter and the kind of gadget plays just kind of disappear where you can get those easy yards and he knows that and he needs to either, or he really needs to do both of have more of those gadget plays and have just better confidence in just a simple outside zone, simple inside zone. Fuck run the option. I mean, it's, I know he hates, he doesn't like running Casey, but just something to change it up. And I don't know. I have confidence in that. Now flipping the other side of the ball, getting to Marvion back obviously helps, but 
I think Kulkowski's probably going to run more of the three, four again, which I'm fine with. And I, I, I would like, but, uh, that that's my, my worry is definitely more on Ebner or sorry. It was his name. Yeah. Ebner and, uh, or Abram, excuse me. And Ebner, Abram Smith and Ebner just slicing through our run defense just constantly. I need to yeah. see something from a safety, like, bad <laughs> i think we're gonna get yeah I, I think the week off we're gonna start seeing some adjustments on the offensive side it's it's how does this defense that's now top you know bottom tier college football defense uh find a way to make stops i have this weird feeling we're gonna split these two away games i just don't know which one we're gonna win i just yeah i i could see us winning this one and then like getting a annoying primetime game in ames and losing yes. or i could see us losing this one and like just somehow pulling off our ass and winning an age when it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't hate that. Um, all right. Well, let's hope they kind of figure it out. All right. Okay. Games of the week. We haven't had a good slate in a while. So really since the OU, OU weekend, this, this slate's pretty good. I wouldn't call it great though. Michigan at Michigan state, 11 a.m. Fox, Michigan state is plus four Gus and Joel Clatt on the call. Can Harbaugh finally kind of do it and get a decent, not a decent, I'll say a, a good top 10 win, um, especially in a rivalry game. Michigan's really solid defensively and running the ball. You obviously worry about them passing, but Michigan State's a great defense. I, I like Michigan, actually. I think the 11 a.m. doesn't really help the home team for some reason. It's, when it's in state like this and the team's not that far of a travel, I don't know. I, I kind of like Michigan here. And I feel like not enough pressure has been on Harbaugh this year for some reason, because he's actually performing. Yeah. And it's, it's helped the team. Um, I, yeah, I like, I like Michigan here. I like, uh, I like Michigan as well. Being at 11 a.m. I just feel like they have something going this year. They finally have that offense rolling. And I just, I feel like this may be the year Michigan finally pulls through. So go blue. Georgia at Florida, 230 CBS, Florida plus 14, 14 and a half, depending on where you're looking. Uh, world's largest cocktail party. This is basically the last chance Georgia has to lose in the regular season. I mean, they're looking pretty, pretty be world cool. beater right now. Yeah. Florida absolutely blew it against LSU. They lost that game, right? Did they? I think so. Um, yeah, because Coach uh, it came out like right after. Oh like, yeah, because they yeah because they won the game and he still got fired. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, also, Mullen, dude, that freaking Emory Jones was hurt on the field, like hurt his hand and got didn't play the rest of the game. And Mullen's yelling at him while he's on the ground. It's just kind of a piece of shit move. Uh, but still, they blew it. That Anthony Richardson, the backup quarterback, came in and played pretty damn well. But they haven't said who's starting, whether it's going to be Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson. I really don't think it matters against that defense. Um, shout out to Kentucky for the biggest backdoor cover ever against Georgia, literally the last play of the game. But I, I like the dogs here. They're, they're going to prove it, you know. Yeah. Finally. No, Not finally. Up. I mean, like they're just gonna keep on proving it this weekend. Yeah, no, this is this is like their season. They're just dominating everyone. Anyone that gets in their way, they're winning and covering. Yeah. I think they'll continue to win. It's a big weekend the uh excuse me, weekend in the state of Georgia. So those fans are got a lot going on this weekend. 
Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Uh, Penn State. Maybe some, at, weather, maybe some weather, though, in this game. Remember that? Oh, really? Georgia, Florida might be some weather. So Ooh, keep an eye on okay. that. Um, Penn State at the Ohio State 630 ABC. Ohio State minus 18 and a half. I'm assuming that's the uh, Herb Street Fowler game. I know, right? I could just, even if it's not a good game, I just like, I see Herb Street in Fowler. Being. I mean, it's Ohio State, it's Penn State in Columbus in the horseshoes. Definitely. I don't know. How, would it, how could it not be Herb Street? Uh, Buckeyes have really turned it on since the Oregon loss. I mean, they're probably been the best team in college. I can't think of a better win or a better, like, kind of string of wins since Ohio State lost to. Oregon. I mean, they've just been absolutely clobbering teams. Uh, Indiana, 54-7. Maryland, 66-17. Rutgers, 52-13. Just blowing people out. I, I like I like the Buckeyes big here. I think Ryan Day is obviously a great coach, and they kind of feel like they need to prove it, even though they really don't. However, that Michigan game looms large, but I still, I still like Buckeyes. Um, Penn State's also really banged up with Sean Clifford out, quarterback. What was the game, Penn State? They beat Wisconsin, but then they lost to someone at home. They lost to Illinois this past weekend in a nine-overtime game. Oh, that's right. Like, nine overtime. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Like, Well, it's not actually overtime. You got that right. Right, yeah. They do the whatever, the uh, two-point. But they've but they've now lost two in a row. They lost to Iowa the week before in that heartbreaker when Clifford got hurt. They've lost two in a row. Yeah, they beat Wisconsin that first game of the season. Then I forget they beat Auburn, but that was the primetime game. That's what it was. Right. Auburn. And then but it's close loss against Iowa, and then quarterback's hurt, and then you lose to Illinois in a just it's nine overtime game and the under still hits. <laughs> that will absolutely drive you crazy. I, I like Ohio State, that's all chalk right there, literally all three games, but I'm rolling with it. Um, uh, biggest game of the week, Western New Mexico at Midwestern State, 7 p.m. It's Hoco, bitches, homecoming. Tough loss last week for the Stangs. Yeah, against, Tarleton. Against Tarleton. Dylan Sterling Cole, I mean, he was like 50%. He was like 20, or he was like 20 of 40 with two picks and like 170 yards. Not a great game by the Mustangs. I'm expecting a big bounce back. Western Mexico is not great. Um, Timeout. I'm pretty sure Tarleton State is no longer in their conference, so it was not a conference loss. Oh. I think Tarleton moved up into like some sort of other division. Really? I'm pretty sure I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, so Lone Star Conference, unless this is out of date, which would not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Midwestern State is five and two, but leading the conference at four and zero. Oh. Okay, well they dropped they dropped to number nineteen in the rankings. I think maybe nineteen or twenty in the coaches poll. So, I I like the Stangs here. I need to see something out of Sterling Cole, and he's just been he's literally off and on every other week. So hopefully the Stangs, hopefully the homecoming crowd can get the boys going. And uh, it's a party in Wichita Falls this this weekend. So this would be a big win. This would uh, almost solidify. No, never mind. There's someone in game behind them in the conference. But anywho, big win. Go get it this weekend. What is where's Canyon, Texas? Uh, in the Panhandle. Damn it! Was that Canyon who they're? I mean, they're undefeated in conference. Undefeated in conference. <laughs> you said it. You said it. <laughs> Canyon, but I mean, that's Canyon, a big Wichita. deal. I mean. 
Yeah, they're, they're legit undefeated in conference play. And so Canyon is next to Amarillo. So definitely not making that one. All right, Marshall. But you're uh, going to go to a game. Get, get, I was trying to, but uh, get the win this weekend. Take care of business up in Canyon, Texas versus West Texas AM, which I really feel like. No, Texas wait. It's at home home. this weekend. You're, you're off. It's homecoming, baby. What? It's homecoming. Yeah. And then, oh, you're saying next weekend. I'm sorry. I apologize. I spoke too fast. Yes. Next weekend is in Canyon, followed up by UT Permian coming up there for the last game of the season before freaking playoffs. Big game. Big game. This is a big like momentum. So you lose this, and it's like, okay, you're probably not making the Well, the fight in John Cotton's AM Kingsville beat Western New Mexico last weekend, and that was at Western New Mexico. So and you have to think that the Stangs can, can take care of business. Yeah, based off of where they are um, in the standings, which is absolute last, I would say this would be a huge letdown if they lose the game. So All no right. pressure. No pressure. Thanks for it was for now listening. a weekly listener, by the way. Good. There we go. We need some gear. Marshall, send me some fucking gear. Good. Good. Sorry. Sorry for the aggressiveness. Uh, thank you, everybody. Go Astros. Um, just, I'm really excited for baseball to be over. I, the thing is, okay, well, I may, I may cut this. I don't know. We'll leave it. Here he is. He's back, baby. Okay. This is the thing. It's just because if you win this year. Doesn't mean um, that you didn't cheat. We appreciate everyone joining in on the code. If podcast. you finish, like, if you cheat in 17, that doesn't mean that you didn't, that, that like, it goes away if you win this year. Well, I was hauling logs 10 years ago. The news was out on the radio that a shot was fired the night before And a local man lay dead on the floor And the dust was flying in the lumber yard Lights flashing on two black cars I said, Sheriff, I ain't done nothing wrong He just knocked me down and put the handcuffs on I was framed
she's back. back. Wow, where did she go? He's the same man. Got laid low and he took my wife. He was hell bound. And even if I did gun him down, I was framed. Well, he took me away like I was the only. 